a Shishkin Productions podcast. Hey, what's up, Sizzle? Welcome to another episode of the Sizzle Real Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Uh, we're chilling. We're late again. We're late again. It's we're fine, again. whatever. It's we're we're going to be late next week, too. Yeah. Yeah, we yes. are, because I'm yes. I'm out of town starting tomorrow, and we're not recording two today, so. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, good. You're right. Yeah, I did. Sorry. I wasn't. Oh, that's fine. I had. I just didn't know your schedule. I I should be more of a secretary figure. You know what I mean? I think I'd probably do better at that. Than, yeah. Uh, editing. Um, Chris, where can people find us before we're, we start? We're at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are SizzleRealGang at gmail.com. Send us an email. We're SizzleRealGangTheWebsite.com. It's new. It's improved. It's a good ass, good ass website. Good ass. Good ass. Good ass website. Uh, and of course, of oh, course. the one and only. We have the Cesarel code line. That is 332-333-4361. Call in. Now, so so what, you know, when the sizzle does fizzle, what happens to the cold line number? Do I get that back or? <laughs> you can have it back. I don't want yeah, it back. You can have it back. Um, we got a, a lot of voicemails and they're all from Joe. So I figured today since... Uh, I didn't write a rundown, just kind of came in here. Um, we should just like listen to all three of Joe's voicemails. Cool. All right, so here we go. Here's the first one. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Joe Nana, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I have taken the bus with Lexi. We used to take the, uh, the later gator all the time, you know, hit him with the later gator. Colin, but, oh, Oh, that was the whole, that that was was the whole thing. That was it. <laughs> he was just defending himself. Well, that doesn't count. I'm co- with yeah, you, Chris. I don't is, think taking the the drunk bus in college counts as taking the bus, but it's, uh, uh, it's a little bit different. It's a little it bit is, different. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, you don't have any other options at that point. So you get on that bus because it's a free drunk bus, uh, I think. Um, I, uh, I recall taking the later gator a little bit, but I know. don't know if I've ever taken the later gator as an adult. You. Doesn't matter how drunk you are, you got to pay to ride the fucking bus. <laughs> <laughs> Heard the bus is always free. That's true. If you're, yeah, it's true. Here's another one. I don't know what this one's all about. Hey, what's up? It's your boy Joe and Anna, long time listener, first time caller. Um, if Chris was really my friend, he would have called me when he was in Florida. That's all I have to say about that. Wow! Uh, yeah, fair enough. Bombastic over here, bro. I can't believe I played these two back to back. He's just like just throwing daggers at us. No, it's fine. I, I, that, that's my fault for prioritizing my family over Joe Nana. So I, I apologize. <laughs> I thought you did hit him up. Did you text him on you before you went? Before decided you were w- gonna be there? Yeah, before I went. But then my family decided to come down that weekend. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I was busy. <laughs> busy. Look. Joe, you knew he was there. You knew he was there. Well, the last the last text y'all exchanged was probably before that was the dates you were going to be there. You could have looked at it and just should, should have gone checked. to a Stanley Cup finals game with me. Yeah, that's where he fucked up. Uh, here's the last one from Joe, the Joe trifecta. Hey, what's up? It's your boy Joe Nana, long time listener, first time caller. So my two editors at the office, they want to switch over to DaVinci Resolve. So for the last... I don't know, maybe like a year or so, they've both been using Resolve full-time. They do most of the editing. I only step in once in a while if I need to, and I stayed on Premiere. So they have brand-new Mac Studios. They were complaining. They they were saying that uh, Adobe Premiere had all these issues and whatnot, and I was like, you know what? If that's what you guys want to do, change over, go ahead. They crash more on DaVinci Resolve 
daily than they ever did on Premiere. And on Premiere, I've, I haven't crashed once. I barely crash. Every now and then I'll have a couple of like weird like things happen, but it's an easy, quick resolve. Um, <laughs> so they have had some errors happen, which I've caught, like, for example, when they were exporting audio um, on their video, it was coming out completely destroyed, and they shipped it off to a couple of stations, and luckily the QC at the stations caught it before it actually went to, like, air. And I had to basically change the QC protocols just to adapt to their DaVinci Resolve workflow. So anyway, I, I'm sticking with Premiere for now. I haven't really dabbled into uh, DaVinci Resolve, but then again, I don't edit as much as I used to. So uh, yeah, that's my opinion on that. And I also think it's pretty cool that Graham was in town. Shout out to Graham. <laughs> Um, a quite a quite a fitting voicemail to actually yeah. lead into the real conversation because I have some premiere things that I wanted to talk about, but I know you had mentioned some shit about you've been working on delivering stuff, yeah, QC and sound and all this stuff. Yeah, that's actually a you know, and also I think you've been running into problems with premiere on different machines or how it acts on different machines. So yeah, it's interesting. For the most part, I agree with Joe. I haven't had Premiere be buggy and crashing in in years now. Like, yeah, it'll crash every once in a while. But typically, it's I, I had like one project that was really not having a good time in Premiere over the past few years. And other than that, it's been really stable and, and hasn't been an issue. Um, I did... Uh, we went upstate over the weekend mm -hmm. and we were with uh, an, someone was editing a project that they shot. They're doing it entirely in Resolve and, you yeah. know, they were saying the same things that Kubo was saying, that Mike Bliss was saying, that Premiere is a buggy mess for them. And I'm, it just, it's really surprising to me because especially on my, my M1 MacBook, it runs flawlessly. Same. Like it, it, and it exports so much faster than on these, uh, these Intel Macs we have at the office. And yeah. like, it's really a pretty pain-free experience for the most part. Um, it, it is surprising though, that they say that about editing on the laptops, because I agree with you. What I've noticed as well is on my laptop, which is a, it's a M1 as, as yeah, well. Yeah, I we think. have the same laptop uh, on that laptop. It really does work like f seamlessly. Oh I've, yeah. And for me, mostly on these iMacs, it's okay. It's note. It's, it's noticeably slow. slower yeah. for the exports and shit like that. But you know, one thing I've been running into is uh, with this new Premiere 2024 is like bad. Really? I have I have not even installed 2024 yet. It's it's like it's going to be it's a big version for them where I feel like they're starting to change a few things where like now like essential graphics and essential sound are really like supposed to be a part of the workflow mm -hmm. if you want to like get the most out of it. But what what I've noticed is that initially it was just like literally a project that would work fine in 23. I, I upgraded to 24, so I'd have to convert the project. And I like half the shit wouldn't even play. I'm like hitting spacebar and oh. I need to wait like three or four seconds for it to play. Yeah. Um, but I saw a random, and again, this is the Adobe way, but I saw a random thing. I typed it in just to see like, is anyone else having this issue? And someone was just like, uh, reset your workspaces. Okay, I hit reset, to, and literally it started playing. What the hell? I was like, "What? That's such a stupid what the fuck bug." Is this? How does it? How does that? Also, how does someone even find out that that's the solution for it? 
Like, I don't know. It's, it's very bizarre. Yeah. You know, that's how it is always with those first releases from Adobe. It's true. Yeah. You want to wait, wait a little bit. I, um, you know, I, I was having an issue with Premiere kind of today, honestly, and it, it wasn't like a bug or anything. It's just the way that Premiere handles uh, audio exports, mm -hmm. uh, specifically 5.1 surround sound. Now you can, uh, so I, I received from the sound mixer an interleaved uh, 5.1 uh, audio, uh, wave, uh, for, for the, the, the full mix. Mm -hmm. Uh, and basically interleave means that all six of those tracks are contained within a single wave file. Uh, so I originally exported the 5.1 out of premiere from a 5.1 sequence. Um, and I'm pretty sure that actually worked fine, but then I found out that, uh, Apple needed the stereo mix and the 5.1 mix contained in the same uh, container. Uh, so trying to figure that out, getting them both was kind of a pain in the butt. And it turns out the the best way to do it, and I, this is how I did it one time when I delivered 5.1 a few years ago, and it seems backwards. And the only way would you, you would know how to do this is if you know Premiere and you've had to do this crap before. Mm -hmm. You have to create a multi-channel sequence uh, with either six or eight. For me, it was eight because I needed the stereo and the six 5.1 uh, surround soundtracks. Jesus Christ. You have to make uh, eight mono tracks. Uh, you have to pan all the odd ones all the way to the left and all the even ones all to the right. And then you have to export those as all, uh, you know, you have to map them out right? Uh, when you export them as as mono tracks or whatever. Right, right, right. Uh, so that, I, I'm hoping that worked. I just sent those files off and uh, they're going through QC with Apple now, hopefully. But it was a really dumb way of doing it. And I literally today, I downloaded Resolve onto my laptop just in case this doesn't work for whatever reason to see if Resolve has a way to do it natively or something exactly, like that. Exactly. Um, and I, you know, I, I've kind of been leaning towards actually starting to use Resolve because so many people around me have been using it lately. And I'm like, well, once it gets adopted more than that be good to know it at, exactly. at the very least exactly you know um so, but now you know if joe's saying that they're having issues with resolve maybe i just think it 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 they're all gonna have their own advantages and their own disadvantages the only yeah like i think the biggest advantage is just keeping up with whatever is in vogue in the industry yeah that's why like you know I think you're right to, to learn it because if, if, if it's going to, like you said, if it's going to get adopted, then it's better to be a step ahead and know it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I want to learn it because I don't think I want to edit, you know, it's yeah. just something I know how to do. But um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It, I don't think any of them are, are particularly right, so to speak. Sure. You know? Yeah. It's just um, whatever you know, flavor you like. The thing with Adobe that I, that I, it enjoy is that they have all of the other shit too. Yeah. They all work it's together like, really well. It's like, you know, you got Photoshop, you got after effects, you got fucking illustrator, you got everything. And, and who knows, maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. Cause I was gonna say, and they own frame IO and like they have a robust like network of plugins you can work with. It's like, it's one thing if you're just editing a video, but I don't want to like learn how to, you know, okay, great. Now I, I, I don't know. There's so many times and I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but there are so many times when I actually connect 
I do like linked things between Premiere and Audition. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, like, I try to use, I try to never use dynamic link manager yeah. if I can avoid it. But the thing is like, you can, you know, you can take any of your audio and right click and open it in Audition. I do use that a lot. That, that, that's, that's what true. I'm saying. That's true. And like, you know, I get, I wouldn't want to have to deal with like having to export random stems randomly to like take them from DaVinci into Audition to do stuff. Who knows? Maybe DaVinci will... Or maybe who is it? DaVinci who makes it, right? Maybe yeah, they'll, they make. Yeah, the program is Resolve. Right, and then they it's, make. It's Black Magic. Oh, uh, Black it's, Magic is the yes, company. Yes, and it. then DaVinci is kind of like the software suite. I think that all of the people who I know, I'll put it this way: all the people who I know who love it and swear by it are all like cinematographers at heart. Yeah, they're, like they're yeah. people who care about the quality of the picture. They care about the colors in the image and all of that. Yeah. That's not really, I, I just need them close enough for yeah. me personally. I just want the story to be right. I want to like make it a cool story. I don't really, you know, color's not my fucking job. Like someone else can handle that shit. Yeah. And like I say this not to be rude, uh, but just to give perspective, like the, the, ty- the type of projects that I've seen them editing on Resolve, they're not, they're not for broadcast. Like they're not these, these major productions are mostly like, they're mostly personal projects is what I've noticed. Um, so I just, I, you know, when you are in a workflow with other, other, uh, you know, production houses or whatever it is, sometimes you just need to all be on the same page with it Yeah, and you don't want to be dealing with like exporting XMLs and and importing that shit. And And, I mean, for me, the, I tried to, to go off the beaten path and, and be the one guy who's not on a certain program before and it yeah. was, it wasn't even, not even program. It was actually, I guess it's technically software, but maybe it's a combo of software and hardware. Either way, it was when I built my own PC and wanted to work in Windows when everyone else was working on Macs. Yeah. And like, you know, yes, my computer was technically better, but this was way back in the day when like you couldn't really run, like you couldn't export ProRes's. Like exactly. you, you yeah, had yeah. to get like a ProRes a fake ProRes codec, which like was ProRes, but it wasn't really. And then I'd always be like, can I give you DNX HD instead? And yep. then they'd be like, mm, no, like we want ProRes. So I think I told you about this before where I had this ballin' ass like build that I made and I was editing, flying through After Effects projects, like crushing it. And then when it came to exports, I would have to make like lossless files, then bounce those out, then put them, take the hard drive, put it, connect it to my laptop because my laptop was a Mac yeah, sure. and then run it through media encoder to get it to ProRes. And it was just like, well, cool. All the time I saved, I also like just lost because I have to re-encode this shit or whatever. Yeah. Even, even today, like I had to deliver ProRes, a DNX HD, like it wasn't an option mostly because I was delivering it directly to Apple. So right. obviously they want their codecs. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I did the same thing with a Windows computer in like 2018, I think. And it was a beast of a computer and it, it worked pretty well for when I was just working on a project solo. Mm -hmm. Uh, but for example, we had the, the NHL stuff during the pandemic, you were on a Mac, I was on a, on a windows PC for this. And like, you know, Mac drive works for the most part, but it's not perfect. And it's just like switching between OSs kind of slows you down in general. And it just, I don't know, it didn't work the same. It's definitely not, not ideal. That's why, again, going back to it, like I value, what I value most is efficiency through the ecosystem. Yeah. Like it, 
you know, if for my personal, that's, and I don't know, I, yeah, I would, I would, I get using resolve for like a personal thing or like a contained thing where you shot it and edited it and you're doing color. But yeah, when you have to work with all the, all the other, uh, moving parts, that's where it really gets tough, you know? Yeah. I mean, if I was resolve editor, I wouldn't even be able to take on the project I just took on because it was started in premiere. I, I wonder how many like jobs out there request that, you know, resolve that aren't for colorists. For color. Yeah. I'm sure there's a handful and I'm sure it's going to be more and more in the future. But right now I think it's, I mean, especially in Hollywood, I think it's still avid. just avid. It's yeah. Avid. And I, you know, for the digital space, I think premiere is kind of the go-to. And yeah, to be frank with the digital space, you know, so many projects are like those self-contained one-off things Yep, that they don't even, sometimes they don't even give a fuck with you. Like, I don't care what the fuck you use, just cut it, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Cause, um, I don't know. I've, I haven't heard very many of these people lately, but I definitely in the past have met people who use Final Cut still. And I'm just like, how? Unbelievable. I, like, I could get that if you're like an, a, an ad agency in a small town or something yeah. like a small city using yeah. Final Cut to do your, uh, your little I don't know whatever car, car, whatever car video random. yeah like a oh, car dealership video just got fucking <laughs> god bro <laughs> no no he works regionally I'm, I'm talking like literally just uh like Mike Shad Honda or whatever yes. yeah yeah watch he's gonna call it and be like that's one of our clients oh yeah you know I think something. they sold to like auto uh not auto nation but like one of those bigger brands yeah. so yeah I you know it's um it, it is what it is for me yeah I've been um uh, just bullshitting through all this premiere stuff I actually Believe it or not, we're talking about versions. I started this big project for for the, this tech thing I'm doing, and um, I it was like a a big thing where Matt was in Malaysia filming all this, yeah. right? And I uh, started that entire thing on Premiere 23, and that's the project where when I went into Premiere 24 with it updated, oh, yeah. it wasn't working. And even then, I did the workspace thing, and it worked for a while, but I was just like, uh, I'm better off like re-downloading 2023 again. Did you go back? Yeah, I went for that one I went back because that was a situation where it was like I was literally like like a day away from delivering the rest of it. It's like I'm just going to finish it in 23. I don't yeah. need to switch fucking I mean, things. and and be- best practice is to never upgrade in the middle of a project. Yeah. yeah. I am, um, but I'm on I'm on to 24 now. I'm on to 24. I don't know exactly what it, what the advantages are so far, but there's definitely a, it looks like there's a new menu that I'm, or maybe I just never noticed it's a menu, but you can like, um, you know how, and I get, this might've just been a feature that I never noticed, but I just saw it the other day where like you can upgrade certain graphics into certain other tiers of graphics. So like, for example, a title can be upgraded into a, um, uh, like a central graphic or like a, a caption oh. can be upgraded into a title can be upgraded into a graphic or something like that. Interesting. So, uh, I, I imagine that maybe used to exist. I don't even. I don't know. know really. My issue with the central graphics is it bogs the entire system down. Like yeah, it, no, it, they're just so slow. I can't. So slow. I can't use that or captions really. I honestly just still use the title tool, which is. Oh really? The captions work great for me. I've had no issues with those. I mean, they they might run a little bit slow here and there, but they don't they don't mess me up that much. Um. All right. Let's see. You uh you put a couple things here in the rundown. Yeah. Uh. Nab. Oh shit. I guess we should talk about what you've been up to. 
I didn't notice this until just now. I guess we sort of just covered some of it. That's fine. I mean, I, I kind of covered a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I've still been uh, kind of going back and forth on the conform for this big project. It's actually supposed to air on Apple TV tomorrow evening, I think, Wednesday. Um, assuming it passes QC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, either it does or it doesn't. I sent them, uh, in addition to the 5.1, I sent them just a uh, stereo mix that they can use if they really need to. But apparently this is the first time they've delivered 5.1 to Apple. And Apple's very, they don't give out a lot of information about the the specs. Like I just got some of them like an hour ago after I've already, you know, delivered a final. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they just kind of hear back either it worked or it didn't. Weird. Yeah. So like the... Uh, the email I, I woke up to was like, it says error message, stereo audio for locale, uh, EN English, I guess, is mm-hmm. missing or invalid. Use a supported option listed in the iTunes video and audio asset guide. And then there's a bunch of like more error codes. And it's like, it doesn't actually tell you any information. Yeah, you're and, like, can someone just like let me know what I need to change? Or yeah. Like, what part of this didn't work? Exactly. And then, you know, there was like an Apple audio track information yeah. link included. And it was just like, you know, the expected channels in 5.1 surround. And I'm like, well, that's what I fucking delivered. But it just turns out I needed to include the stereo mix with that. Well, um, how does, um, how how does it that's my my question is like you know you said it's slated to air tomorrow is it just that means like it's going to be available to watch starting at a certain point and then it's on there for a long time like to, it, it's interesting to me to use the the idea of a time when something will release it's, if, it's, if it's going to be able to yeah view for, 7 yeah. p.m. eastern on wednesday is when it's slated for release that's that's the information i have um I learned about Big Endian and Little Endian. Uh, <laughs> that's E N D I A N yeah. audio. Yeah. Uh, just, just dumb, dumb crap. Um, so the actual, you know, I spent some hours troubleshooting, and I have delivered five point one in the past for like a Fox uh, commercial for Fox or something. Mm. And back then, I was just kind of an assistant editor on that specific project, and the main editor just kind of told me how to do it Mm -hmm. um so maybe it didn't register exactly how it should have but with enough troubleshooting and and googling creative cows and and reddit i kind of figured out what i had to do um and like a lot of people have reported that it works so i guess that's it it just it's just weird to me that you don't have to designate it as like 5.1 right you just have to make line it up the right way and then that's technically considered 5.1 exactly they just need all the information there I am um, figure it out. I'm just concerned. I'm not concerned, but I'm uh, curious as to how much will this thing be promoted or pushed or whatever. I don't even know how any of that works because uh, Apple TV, I, I will say I really enjoy aesthetically everything about it. Every time they make something, I'm like, wow, it looks like it's actually like quality. Yeah. But navigating around that fucking app is impossible half the time. And uh you know, I don't, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious as to how that story will be promoted on there. Yeah. I might have to borrow your login, uh, for yeah. tomorrow just to, cause I don't have it anymore. I stopped paying for it cause there's no reason there's, to really yeah, yeah. like that. For me, it's just for soccer. It's exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So if I see it, I'll screenshot and send it to you. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm, fine. I'm uh, wondering if they're gonna. I guess you have your laptop in front of you, so if they had sent it back, they would know by now. Yeah, yeah. But we're good. How does the QC? How does the QC work? Is it really? Is it literally like a person who sits there and watches it, or is there like a program that it gets put through? I, I assume that it gets put through some sort of program because that error message was not written by a person you know i remember back in the day when i had to deliver shit for nbc sports um for broadcast we got similar things back that were like you know time coded down to the frame with like an exact note on like the thing and i I just wondered i was like man does this go through a person or a machine you know but it if, if it goes through a machine how does it know yeah exactly for us, what we ended up getting back was a lot of, because, um, you know, r- r- being on cable TV, they have like a, not just title and action safes, but they have like these weird different safe zones where they go, they want their oh, shit yeah. to pop in with like a plug for a certain sure, sure. new show or whatever. And so they actually sent us like a title safe guide, like an overlay guide that had like all of these like weird cutout shapes. It wasn't just like a square that's because wild. because that they're like, Hey, save this area because we're going to put stuff there. So don't put graphics there. And we didn't have this guide until like we'd already basically in our opinion, finished the show. Yep. And you know, the execs who are watching it over there, or like any producers who watch it over there, they don't know about it, the, that stuff. They just watch it for the show. And then we get it back and it's like, oh, yeah, no, you can't use like the right corner real estate for this thing or whatever. And we're like, fuck, man, like we had a, a segment that involved like little graphics popping up. So now I have to find a new place for those to pop up on the yep, screen. Yep. It's just like um, it's it's always more complicated than you think with broadcast, you know, which is why I think YouTube probably would is just going to you know blow it out of the water in the next 50 years. <laughs> that's a hell of a time frame. Yeah. I mean, but I think broadcast will like, just be dead. Well, totally. I mean, the, the kind of channels that do that stupid shit where they're moving forward before, like while you're still watching what you're watching, mm-hmm. it's really just like kind of like the big four networks that do that. Yeah. Maybe a couple cable channels, but I think mo- most of the like OTT services, you're never really going to see that. And True. that's, I mean, that's kind of, where most good media goes these days. You know what also is Unless weird? like Young Sheldon. Is that, dude, Young Sheldon is a fucking baller. Are you kidding me? Young Sheldon? He's smart as fuck. Yeah, I it's judge people nuts. who like Young Sheldon. You judge them positively? Yes, <laughs> They're exactly. so, Those totally. are my favorite yep. people. I'd say you should move to Iowa. I bet you oh, everyone God, loves yeah. him there. I am, um, no shade, Iowa. I uh, was going to say, okay. when it comes to... um you know, the lifespan of content. That's also really interesting. Cause I was like, man, you know, we put so much time into those shows and so much money that in the grand scheme of things, probably not that much money, but to yeah. me, like it's a lot, like had to fly to England, had to do all that shit and like hire out. And you know, I wasted a bunch of time editing those things. They're gone. They're like nowhere to yeah, be found online. Even. I think I can maybe find a trailer randomly for one of the things, but well, and that's that. Isn't that the project where uh, the labeling system from the cameras was done incorrectly and everything relinked? No, no, that oh, was okay. a different one. That was um, that was one, and that was for the Olympic Channel. Oh, okay, the was, other uh, NBC channel. Yeah, which like another. That's just a weird one. Like, who the fuck watches the Olympic Channel? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, there's no Olympics on. It's kind of weird. But uh, it, yeah, that was the one where everything was shot on. It was 
Yeah, it was a lot of A7Ss before they could do sequential. Sure. And so, and the place where I worked didn't have a server. And uh, they worked off of a probably like 16 different, uh, for that project, 16 different Lacey drives. Were they and rated? Or? No, it was just 16. It was like a bunch of different Lacey drives. Did you just had, work on one section at a time? It was, it was like, because it was a ton of episodes. It was like two seasons of like eight oh, okay. episodes okay. each. So different editors would have different episodes, gotcha. but like then they would switch off and go do stuff. So you'd hand over this drive and then it just takes one person yeah. to like n- not navigate and just hit search and then relink without th- looking at the exact path. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what happens with uh, the entire second season, the entire Oof. second season, everything went belly up, but I was luckily I was, at, I was on my way out at that point. So yeah, I was, um, for this, when I was relinking or like attaching full res media, uh, during, you know, getting ready to send to color and sound, mm-hmm. there were definitely a couple times where things loaded slowly and I had like double clicked at the wrong time and it, it linked to the wrong thing. Luckily, I, before I started, uh, the color and sound prep, I made an entirely new project file not just a new sequence. Cause I knew if I linked anything wrong, yeah. then I could always go back and see what's supposed to be there. And, and make sure it, it lined up right. Yeah, it's uh, it's all of those little tiny things that go into it that make it like, that's the reason shit yeah. like Avid is in business is yeah, because yeah. like it cares about all those little tiny, tiny decisions that have giant, giant impacts. You know what I mean? It's true. That's the difference between professional shit and amateur shit, honestly, is like I'm, just the systems yeah. that are used. I feel like I'm in that, and it's like a weird middle space between professional and I don't want to say amateur because like obviously we get paid to do it and we're good at editing, but yeah. the types of project we take on, they're just they're lower stakes in general. Yeah, totally. And and I'm kind of okay with that. I don't think I could be a professional editor. Like, yeah, just not, not from like lack of like being of, of ability or whatever. I just, I literally do not want to do that. And honestly, yeah, like just the idea of like working on a reality TV show or like any, any, any long form for broadcast stuff. It's sounds brutal. It's brutal, man. Yeah. It's a lot. And I'm sure like I've learned a lot from this project and it like it has boosted my confidence some where like I know I could do a project like that, but I don't think I'd enjoy it. It's just it's too much thought and like everything drags on and especially it's so many moving parts. You can't rush a project like this. And that's that's where the client really went wrong is. Yeah even trying to, to get it done like this. Yeah. Like we, you got to have like 10 days for t- 10 to 14 days just for color sound conform. And that wasn't built into the schedule. And it's yeah, like, I mean, yeah, the piece was way too long to try to yep. do it on a um, condensed timeline. Well, and then, you know, like client feedback is still coming in, like as it's already been picture like, you know, tip, typical shit where it's like, yep. Oh, now that it's gotten to, the very top and now they have someone so, gets to view it for the first time they've yep. got their notes when they didn't realize that like this has been through like 20 different rounds of revisions at this yeah, point it's or like whatever. no there are no notes now this is what it is yeah. you're just watching it back to make sure nothing's wrong right exactly like, it's not a, it's not about uh creative decisions it's about like yeah. oh the screen went black <laughs> yeah I, I did have one instance of like a little bit of lip flap i had uh something relinked off by like a couple frames mm-hmm. um 
but I was able to fix that. But it's still like, you know, it had already gone to color at that point. So I'm like, well, I'm just slapping a lot on this bitch and, and <laughs> hoping for the go. best. Cause like, yeah, I'm not going to send four seconds to the colorist. It's just not going to happen. I mean, here's the thing. It could happen. It's just that like that stuff happens when when it all costs money. It exactly. all costs exactly. money. So it's like it can, and it also costs time. Yeah. They're both both of those things are true. Sure. So it's like, you know, if you got to redo stuff, you got to redo stuff. Well, even know, which it, it you can't that means you have to push dates back, unfortunately. Exactly. You know? Like even um after it came back from from sound and like I had sent off kind of like a picture locked version of, with color and sound uh, for kind of final approval, I guess. Mm-hmm. Turns out some of the audio that was used, uh, it was from like a, a news station in LA, I think, and they couldn't get clearance for it. And, uh, you know, the producer was like, is there anything you can do? And I was like, no, cause I, like, I can't mix who, five. Who I can't used, mix five. Who, who used it? I, you it, don't it, have to. No, it, it, put, it came from the company. Okay. But you didn't, it's no, like, you it guys, was, you obviously didn't put it in, but like it was he, already he, in He there. wasn't told that, or he approved or whatever. Well, no, I, I think, I think the company that worked on it beforehand was like, it's going to be fine. Just went for it. Yeah. And, um, did not realize. And that. yeah, then it wasn't. So yeah, the producer reached out to me and was like, is there anything you can do? And I was like, no, cause I, I can't. I can't remix it. Like there's no yeah. way for me to do this. I'm not a, I'm not a audio guy. Yeah. I'm an editor. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they had to pay for another day or half day to the, to the audio mixer to swap in new audio from like one of their, one of their shows, I guess. Yeah. Um, That's yeah, wild. There's every single day there's been like one more thing. So I'm, I'm really excited that it's actually being released tomorrow. Because yeah, I was gonna that, that's when it's done. It's not done until it's done. And I'm like, I mean, it's done now because I'm not available anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's over. <laughs> so hopefully Jesus. this works. Jesus Christ. What a fucking, what a, what a trip. Yeah. Yeah. Next time I am like, well, the company could use some money and I'd like to get, you know, X grand for all my friends. Sorry, guys. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think mostly that's mostly your money. I don't think so. I think part of it's going to, I think part of it's for rent, but yeah. it's not how I've been doing stuff for the last couple of months. No. I, I've been doing like the rent gets paid and then a chunk of it goes to split like here, but then I get a chunk too. Right. And then we all get a chunk under the table or whatever. Well, I guess you shouldn't be saying yeah. that. <laughs> I, like, right. I mean, whatever, who cares? No one's going to yeah. listen to fucking shit. That's true. Yeah, we'll but, figure it out. We'll figure it yeah. out. Um, well, what else you been up to? <laughs> Uh, so I'll tell, I'll tell you something. We went upstate. That was dope. Uh, I've been playing video games. I'll tell you something. Um, I'm going to Vegas. I've got video. I got a video game segment planned for the last part of the show. So okay, I uh, I'm gonna make it up in the next ten minutes. As Great. I, as I talk, uh, what I was doing that you might find interesting was uh, you know, normally the tech videos I do are very corporate, right? So it's yes. people just chit chatting. Well, the one that I made yesterday. It's actually a bit more documentary style. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty chill. It's about these two guys. I don't want to get too in the weeds about it because I don't know how timely I'm allowed to, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. Even though the thing that they're doing in the video that it's already been announced and it's already all over YouTube, but whatever. Um, these two tech guys who are doing stuff with computers and like, you know, normally a lot of the videos we do are like, 
hey, I represent this big company and I represent this one. Yeah. Or it can be we're both from a company and we want to discuss this computer thing. And it's, it's like very straightforward and educational or whatever. This one actually had a bit of a story where it was like, hey, we're trying to do this thing. And then like, we hope that we can do it. And then they set out and everyone's there and then they like, okay. it's hard and they have to battle and then they don't do it's it. It's a and journey. They, they fail. And then like, they have to end up, they end up like on with, without having this planned, they like decided like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's try to get the resources to do this one more time. And so they get the resources and they do it again and they finally like overcome but it's cool exactly because there Fucking was a hero's journey because there was a journey that's yeah. what was cool about it i was like holy shit like finally like uh uh one of these has like a bit it's, of a it's story like a narrative yeah. yeah so i cut it like that there was like instead of it being like because you know all the ones i cut are like conversational yeah, yeah yeah instead of just being conversational it was them like talking about these things and then i would like literally get away from the interview totally and show like verite moments of them in their whatever computer, I don't know, computer room, studio, sure. laboratory, yeah. probably laboratory. Computer it's, lab. And it's them in their like lab doing shit. And laboratory. Like, I'm just using like wild, like onboard sound. Cause like there's cool sound bites happening. Yeah, yeah. And like when a guy talks about like how he was sad, like how he was sad when, you know, maybe they didn't get the result that they needed or whatever. Mm hmm. I actually found like close-ups of him in that moment where he's just like glum as he's like realizing that this is might end in failure and it's just like, Oh cool. Like that's actually a story. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird to like work those muscles again and go, Holy shit. Like it just made a 15 minute doc. Like that's fucking that's wild. That's pretty dope. You know, it was crazy, but it was, uh, it's nice. Cause I didn't have to deliver it to fucking Apple. So that's that's that's, that's the saving grace. Is I yeah, can export it at H two six H two six four. What? However, the audio is already mixed. You slap know, a you lot just, on it. H two six four. And I did have to take a bunch of fan noise out of the background. But like, oh, that stuff's yeah, easy you, these you days. You showed me the, the central, central sound. sound thing. Yeah. But it's um, it was cool, man. That shit was that shit was actually kind of lit. Like I was here last night, and I was like, I was here till like ten, and I was like, you know, I'd rather. I'm glad I'm here working on this and not like some really dull, like, yeah. you know, uh, like, you know, getting rid of everyone's pauses and like explaining all these deep technical concepts and shit. Yeah. Just getting down in but the tedious nitty gritty of it. It's nice to do that type of cr creative thing like once in a while. Yeah. It, uh, this project, I mean, uh, aside from like the, the length and the hours of it, just the mental, uh, uh, it's just the mental of it. Yeah. Like, like we're trying, trying to put something this big together and, and having like 600 shots and, and trying to make sure that every shot is the right shot for this and making sure you have all the right interview bites and they're in the right order mm -hmm. that tell the right story in the most dramatic way or whatever it's the, you know, and there's like, there's like 40 different like 30 to 40 different songs in there oh, yeah yeah and there's probably a ton of oh, different the, speakers tons of different speakers yeah there's you know 25 lower thirds or something like that finding the best place for every little one yeah. and it's just dude there's so many decisions that go into it and those decisions kind of take a toll on you yeah yeah it's a lot were there any times when you did a uh, multiple lower like i mean showing the lower third for a speaker not just the first time they're on screen, like showing it later when they show oh, up. Oh yeah, again. So, some of them don't show up until like the the person who you see on screen immediately, the very first shot. 
um, you know, it's like a cold open and I didn't want to lower a third anyone in there. Well, you don't see him again until like 30 minutes into the piece. Yeah. You might see him for like two seconds earlier, but it wasn't enough time to, to super him. Right. So he doesn't get it until like 30, 30 minutes in. Were there any times when like there was someone who spoke like maybe in the first like 10 minutes and you lower third them and then like they show up later again, like in the 30 something minute and you lower third them again just to, I, I, did, I like did not, but it's a, it's I, I didn't a, think very hard about it. It's an interesting like choice for a producer to make. Like how often do we lower third these people? Because there's sometimes when like, if it's a short thing, it's easy. If it's a short thing, you'd lower third them once. That's sure, it. If sure. once you start getting into the territory of like 45 minutes or more, then you're like, damn, should we, kind of show who this is so like there's context to what they're saying but then you don't want to overdo it because you don't want to just have thing covered in lower thirds yeah i I, it was late enough in the process at that point and uh you know we were rushed enough that i didn't really think about it i i just kind of whenever i saw them on screen i and they were on there long enough to to not have the lower third look stupid I just dropped it there. Then at the end, I uh, I selected all the lower thirds. I had them on a separate layer. I labeled them all a specific color so I could see which ones I hadn't used in mm-hmm. my bin. Mm-hmm. There were only two I hadn't used. One of them, you actually don't ever see this person on screen. They're always covered by B-roll. Uh, so then I had to find, it was that the person who shows up very first. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I just kept searching, and once I found it, I just dropped it in. For me, like, you know, it's... Uh it, it's it's always interesting because the longer a piece goes, even if it's still technically one video, it it ends up getting like infinitely more complex. Yeah, because like literally one thing just goes out of control, like uh, exponential. It's almost exponential, yeah, it really like is. how one small thing changes. Because that's what I found in the tree fort doc. Like in the doc, I, you know. That I noticed, I was like, damn, I lower thirded everybody once. And it's like, that's like a 90 minute movie. I maybe should have lower thirded some people a few times, but I I, I was lucky because I could get away with it because I was the only decision maker on it, really. Like, so for me, it was yeah. like, no, I don't want to write what their role is and what they do. I just want to put their name. And sure. if you just, that's all you're going to get is their name, you know? Um, but even like, you know, small things, like you said with the music, where, Oh, it, know, it, the music is that's what that one. I ran into a lot of problems when we did the NBC sports show. Yeah, they literally were like they had nothing but music notes for the first like three revisions. And then they finally started getting into like the material. And it was like, dude, if you don't waste the first three rounds on fucking music notes, the you know. me, me and the producer had two straight days where all we did was music for each section. Yeah. And but and then like you'll have one small note where it's like, can we lose this two seconds of whatever? And then you have to go and remix and make sure things are. Yeah. And and it changes everything. And it's like, I, you know, it's like we can. But I set this up all this way so that this this moment would pay off in this way. And it's like it's that it's hard. It shifts everything. It's tough because um, a lot of people don't, you know, it's 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 not the edit the request that is the hard part. It's like everything around it. That's yeah, the hard part. Exactly. That's like, Oh yeah. It's like, Oh, can we cut this one thing? And you're like, yeah, 
Yeah, we can. Sure. It'll, it'll take yeah. a while, but yeah, we can do it. Yeah. It, it's like, but it's just two seconds. Why is this taking you an hour? It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> it's just going to. And then, you know, like uploading each of these uploads for the, like the ProRes is, you know, 50, 60 gig files. They're taking two hours to upload. So it's like, yeah, every time a QC gets pushed back or whatever, it's like, all right, well, I'll have a new one for you in two and a half hours. Yeah. That's still, I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's whatever. It's the best you can do. It's yeah. not like, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's things are, things are different now. I feel like, um, you know, before, like part of it, the luxury is that we can do it in a, here in a place like this or on a laptop or whatever. But back in the day, like, and I'm not even that far back in the day, but like, that's why post houses were so important is because they actually oh, yeah. had like that crazy fiber and they like had everything and they got a it person on staff or whatever yeah. like they know how to run it and that's why they they cost a lot of money you know yeah and now it's like everything's cheap but they still want it just as quick it's uh you know that's life that's life that's it uh friend of the show joe schaefer used to work at a frank sinatra brunch really yeah so he doesn't listen to frank sinatra anymore which is why i just said that's life <laughs> that i don't think about that he said i can't do it um, all right. Well, I think we probably have done enough. I don't even know. I've been keeping time or anything. I think we're fine. NAB New York. That's coming up. You're yeah, going? That's next week. I don't know if I'm going. I'll be getting back from Vegas like the day before, I think. And I'll probably be pretty tired. Uh, if I can get free floor passes and someone else wants to go as well, just to fuck off for a day instead of working, then yeah, I might go, but I might not. I, I, um, I don't think I'm going to go just cause it's like, it's a, it's a trek out there and it, the one time I went, it was like very, very small. Yeah. Comparatively, I guess. To Is there a Chick-fil-A by the Javits Center? There is a Chick-fil-A closer to the Javits Center than there is to the office. Okay, <laughs> so fair enough. I might consider it. We'll see. Um, yeah, some other stuff. Uh, SAG-AFTRA is apparently- Still on strike? They're no. still on strike, and uh, Variety is reporting that the strike hangs on our 480 million gap between actors and studios on streaming pay. So just a cool half billion a year is what they're worried about. So clearly they're not very close. You know, it's weird because to, to us, that's like they're not very close. But who knows? Maybe to them, that's like, oh, well, we'll just not make one movie. Yeah. I mean, it's I true. don't actually know. I don't know. Isn't that how, how much I mean, was Half a like, billion is a lot, but I don't know how it works. Wasn't the... um. Uh, that Lord of the Rings series that flopped that they tried to make that was Wasn't a million that a bil- dollars a billion yeah. a, an episode or no, oh, or no I, I thought it was a billion for the season Maybe it was a hundred million an episode yeah, or something like that that sounds right yeah so make half of the episodes of that instead yeah you know um other other Hollywood stuff LA production plummets 40 percent 41 percent amid the two strikes um so reality TV production dropped 23% compared to the same quarter last year. Commercial production is down 26%. And I'm going to be honest, that sounds not that bad considering like the whole fucking, like the writers and the actors yeah. have been on strike. Yeah. That's, I, been, I, I would have expected to be closer to a hundred percent down, you know, like I didn't know anything was even getting made other than like some indie stuff. Yeah. I, I don't even know. I personally hate to be that guy, but it hasn't really impacted me that much. I don't think, eh. I don't think that our slow downs have been because of that. Who knows? It's I never hard know, to know when it comes back it's hard up to know to, because all those editors are probably taking whatever jobs they can. Like, you know, some true. of the jobs that. We do uh, would probably be beneath a lot of Hollywood editors, but maybe 100%. maybe they're not when when they don't have a job. So who knows? Yeah. Um, 
It's about. I think it's about, about all it. I got. That's yeah. about it. I, same here. Okay, so here's my video game game that I made up. Okay. All right. We're gonna we're gonna each <laughs> pick three video games that of all time that are um, the most iconic and for what reason. However, okay. each game you pick sequentially has to be has to come before in time okay right? so like so for example the first one needs to be a fairly recent right yeah yeah and then and then we're like now we're, is it, we're each is it three. if it's a franchise it's like you if you pick, started with frogger we'd be fucked <laughs> you know <laughs> pong if it's, um, a fr- if it's a franchise the whole franchise is out and it goes back to the earliest game unless there's like a specific reason that you can pick one of the ones in the future right okay so like you know uh here's a, like if you said banjo tooie it's like Why no you pick no Tui? it's banjo kazooie that counts but okay but you could say like final fantasy 7 because it's like okay. the goaded one or you could say grand theft auto you know because grand theft auto um the most recent one doesn't count for you know what i'm saying okay Cause, cause grand enough. theft auto changed so much yeah okay cool all right, so you start. You kick it off. Um, okay. Well, in that case, I guess I will take um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption. What year is that? 2018. 2018. Wow, great pick. What, what made you want to pick that? Well, I wanted to take GTA, but you had just said it, and for the sake of the game, I thought it'd be fun, and I just went with a different Rockstar game. I've actually never played it. I know you have, but... A lot of people consider it one of the best open world games ever created. So that's pretty far. Uh, that's that's my pick for that reason. It's a good pick. Um, I'm gonna go Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Ooh, I don't okay. know what year that is. So you might wait. So I have to go earlier than you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but well, there's a lot of of I- iconic games to cover. The reason I picked San Andreas is because for me that one was like super iconic. Um, because that was 2004. Yeah. So that was the. F- first time that like video games really felt big like big you know what i mean so it kind of goes hand in hand with that open world thing because vice city was um was cool yeah but it didn't really feel big it still felt like kind of a contained world if you fell in the water you died that kind of shit with grand theft auto san andreas i remember the first time playing it and being like oh cool like you're riding your bike this is the game and then like every sequential next hour there was like more and more game, more and more thing. And literally it was just like, wait, you can do like anything. You know, that's what sure. the new Grand Theft Auto is just San Andreas for the future in a way. It's true. All right. Um, I'm just going to go with Super Smash Brothers, the original that came out in 1999. The OG. Yeah. Now, th- this is interesting because like I'm only picking the- these because of the way the game is set up. Yes. I wouldn't consider these like the three most iconic games of all time. That's why I had, that's why I had to throw in something in, in the, uh, throw a yeah, wrench no, in sure, the works sure. as we were going. I uh, think, um, smash brothers. Who's, who's your, who's, what do they call them? Main? Who's uh, your main? Oh, uh, usually Pikachu. You gotta be Kirby, dude. No, Kirby sucks. Kir- what? Kirby? Get it? Kirby sucks, bro. <laughs> oh shit. My bad. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, okay. If you're going to pick smash, that's 99. I'm going to go with, oh, man. I'm going to go with Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog 1. What do you, yeah, look it up. Let me know what, um, um what, what, what year that is. 1991. 
Nice. We're actually doing great. Um, okay, so I have two that I could pick that actually matter to me. I think one is probably globally more important, but I'm going to go with The Legend of Zelda. I think oh. that was 1986. Wow. I didn't know that was that old. Holy shit. Sonic I picked because it's got the... Um, he's fast, which is tight, and he likes chili dogs, which is tight, but also played that a bunch as a kid. And I imagine you probably played played this Zelda a bunch as a oh, kid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You played the 1986 Zelda? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Is that the first one where it's like top down yeah. and... Really? Holy yeah, shit. I had I had the golden cartridge on NES. That's a pretty iconic, uh, like, game. I mean, because that that one you could still play and probably oh, enjoy. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's wild. Um, all right. So it comes down to this, and I have to pick something before 1986. You already know what I'm gonna pick. My boy, he wears a tie. He runs around with his suitcase. He's late to work. It's Frogger. Oh, wow. My guy, Frogger. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Frogger. Iconic because of uh, the... Seinfeld know, episode? No, for me, because of the, the design of the cabinet. It looks so okay. cool. And, and it's just, it's a kind of a hard game. And it's, it's, pretty, it's tough. pretty classic. What year was Frogger? Um, if it was after 86, I wouldn't be like shook. 1981. 81. Wow. What a... Manufactured by Sega, developed by Konami. This is, this is beautiful. So we got RDR2. San Andreas, Smash, Sonic, Zelda, and Frogger. All good games. Super good games. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we did this segment. All, All right. right. What we learned last week. What we learned last week. Last week I learned uh, all about Apple's audio requirements and Bummer. exporting 5.1. I relearned 5.1. Bummer. Um, I learned that Stephen King wrote The Shining. I didn't yeah, even know it was a book. I thought yeah, it was just wild. a movie. When you texted me that, I was like, huh, that's, I'm, I can't believe he didn't know that. I, I literally thought this whole time that it was a movie and it was, what's his name? Who's that fucking director? Um, Kubrick? Yeah, I thought it was him. I thought it was, uh, I always said Kubrick, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe it is Kubrick. I always I thought that it was Kubrick and that was like his, he was the one who I thought, Shining, Kubrick, and then Nicholson, of yeah, course. Apparently but, Stephen King hated uh, his ad- adaptation. He he hated Jack Nicholson's character and how he how he portrayed that character. Wow. And uh, I think he even came out with his own like mini series uh, a little bit later because of it. I don't think it was done very well though. I mean, uh, yeah, I think the iconic forever memory for people is is the Kubrick thing. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Unbelievable. So Kubrick was goaded at like taking books and turning them into movies, huh? Because that's kind of so. what he did with Cuckoo's Nest. Well, some Weird. you know, sometimes you got to let people uh, write and you got to let others direct. That's true. Sorry, Stephen. Um, if how do you feel about Stephen King? Call the cold line three two two three three four three sixty one. Chris. Where can the people find? We're at Cizreal Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Cizreal Gang at gmail.com. Send us an email. Do it. We are Cizreal Gang, the website.com. It's new. It's improved. It's a good ass website. Good ass website. Of, mate. Uh, mate. And of course, of course, we <laughs> have this is a real gold line. Uh, that is 332-333-4361. Call in and let us know. Uh, your six most iconic video games going backwards in time. Let us know. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think of NAB New York? Tell us a bit about, have you delivered Dolby 5.1 surround before? Sure. Um, what do you think about, uh, I don't know. What else we talk about? I don't even fucking remember. 
Uh, what do you think about this know. meatball drawing? That's a great I meatball. Too. Uh, yeah, we're going to put that on our socials yes. that we haven't updated <laughs> yes. in two and a half years. We're going to put the meatball That's on right, there. That's right, the meatball drawing. Yep. And if you have any ideas for uh, segments for us, yeah, let us know. Yeah, we got 30-something more of these, and we're running out. So I, I think the, the general consensus is we're going to try to just talk about whatever, but today it happened to be a lot of in-depth video editing shit, surprisingly. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's either that or talking about our mushroom trips. Um, all right. See you next time. Bye. Later. Productions Podcast.